0: Music. Twenty-four hours a day, we play the hits. Other stations still have players to play.
1: The one and only English-speaking station in Moscow. Capital. Capital. Capital FM. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
2: Welcome back, folks, to part four, the second half of today's show. Uh, We're going to go to Ireland and to David Brady uh, shortly. But first, of course, we're going to give you a bit of updates on the matches. That game, of course, earlier on finished nil-nil, sorry, nil-nil between uh, Chelsea and Tottenham in um, about, what, uh, 13 minutes? Unlucky 13 maybe for Arsenal. They're kicking off against Wolves. Um, now, why are we going to speak with uh, David Brady? Well, let me put it this way. First of all, the man is a sporting legend. He is somebody who uh, you know, worked a full-time job and then also played sports. He is somebody who uh, led his county, County Mayo. Now, I remember a couple of weeks ago we spoke with uh, a good friend of our show, Peter Staunton, who will be on with us next week, by the way, um, and he... You spoke about how important it is for Mayo to finally break through, break that curse and win the All Ireland over, you know, basically 70 years or, yeah, but actually 80 years, I think over 80 years of a curse. Um, but the players from Mayo have made such a huge impact, uh, within Irish life and people have, you know, seen what they do. They've, they've, you know, they've, they've stuck at it. They have never given up or gone away. And it's it's respected. So they are heroes, not just within their own little area. Like we think of, okay, Spartak players a hero here for Spartak in Moscow, but you know maybe as any fan wouldn't, you know, really want to hear from them. But uh, in Ireland, it is slightly different. And I'm I'm delighted, absolutely delighted, and also honoured a little bit uh, to welcome onto the show this evening, David Brady from Mayo. David, you're very welcome making your uh, Russian debut here with us on Capital Sports.
3: Alan, how you doing? How's things? And it's a pleasure on my side also. Liz, I, yeah. Go ahead, David. I don't I don't have much Russian, but I can try.
2: It's <laughs> <laughs> Oh listen. Am I right? Go on. It's Drasvija. yeah. See, you said Drasvati exactly. That's just like hello, how are you doing? It's like Kunna back home. <laughs> go on away, go on away. Oh, You're very good, very good. Ocean horror show, that's what we say here, to say very good. Um, David, listen, first of all, um, I want to say, even though I'm a, a, a dub, a, a, you know, born and bred dub, my dad's from Loud, so I have, like, that Loud blood. Mom's family from Wexford, so I have that Wexford blood. But I will... Honestly, and I said this, and you can go back and check tweets, you can check uh, this radio show, even a couple of weeks ago when I spoke with Peter Staunton, one of the senior editors from gold.com, and Mayo man as well. Um, I I genuinely, when the last time Dublin met Mayo in the All-Ireland Final, myself and a lot of Dublin fans were thinking, do you know what? If Mayo won, it wouldn't have been that bad of a thing. Because, honestly, you, you are our second county.
3: Uh, look at uh you know what it's 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 from an irish sporting context or from, from a i suppose from a, a general sporting context um may all have a uh i suppose a history and it's it's checkered and somewhat but um it's 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 all about sport and it's like the rest of us we're still striving to reach the uh the ultimate goal and win a, a title and a national title and an all-ireland as it is um uh, in the ga context but um We've been, we've we've been it's been some fascinating games over the years and look we are I think if you can you can compare it to the the Boston Red Sox. Um we're we're fighting a good fight over the last um nineteen fifty one was the last time of our success, but we've been in numerous Ireland finals and look it's uh, it's a great story, but I think it's a story of sports. You just keep on going. You never give up and we've been you know, beaten in replays, last kick of games between you know the the, the barest margin, and uh, it's like everything else in life. And look, we're going through, a, we're going through. Everyone in the world is going through a, a challenge at the minute. But you have to keep on going, and you dust yourself off, you get up, and you say, right, here we go next year. and Next year is uh, is is now, and in the next few weeks, you never know what had happen
2: exactly and listen this one, i want, again like people think oh mayo they they haven't won i think but you've won you know national like you won a national league with mayo you also won the all ireland club final with your your club uh, balannas definitely so i mean it's not that he's like kind of lovable losers you guys were winners in every sense of the word it just seemed that it evaded you at the very very end but this year this year is looking quite good um and you're sending that as a dub i am it's yes, lucky it's looking good.
3: It's looking good for the next for the next uh, seven days that we get to the semi final against Tipperary, and again, um, I, people always look and say, "Yeah, uh, I personally won national leagues or Connacht titles or, or Ireland clubs." But um, being on both ends of the spectrum as a youngster supporting Mayo as as my team, and then having the honour and privilege to play for them and represent the county, um, I think I've won more than I could have possibly imagined as just being from Mayo. Um, just being a supporter and having the journey. And the journey is a little bit different this year with no crowds at games. Um, but I've had some of my best days as a person and as a supporter with family and friends and, and, and fellow male people. Just on that actual journey of life. And yeah, look, you don't get there. You don't get to the ultimate. But I can tell you it's one hell, one hell of a party and one hell of a journey getting to a finals and getting to where we got to. And uh, that's, that's what you look back and that's the memories. Yes, we have heartache in losing games, losing finals, losing replays, um, but it is all about a journey and no matter what sport you ever look at or ever kind of scrutinize, um, getting there is a lot more fun than never being never able to dream at all.
2: Listen, as as I always said, I say to people, people say to me, Asha, you, you like, you know, for example in boxing, I you never do this, never do that, and I say, Well you know what? It's better to be, you know, a, a has been than it never was. And you guys yes. are definitely not have has beens for sure. Um and this leads us on nicely to like post uh playing career and post and okay, I know you've been coaching as well. But an initiative that you uh, I believe it was you put together, you thought up where you during um, the, the, the first kind of, when COVID really hit Ireland. Now, I was home for Congress in February. Uh, I went back because of, well, I, I was representing Europe. And it was, you know, it, it was people coming from all around the world and we had a great election and, uh, you know, kind of, it was, it was all jolly. But you could kind of see something coming down the line. And then it hit and of course, Ireland. What a lot of people don't realise is like that. Yeah, Dublin's great, Galway's great, but a lot of Ireland is very rural as well and very isolated. You took on something a Herculean task, David. Something that uh, you know I was mentioned to some of my, my my colleagues here that if if Ireland had an honours list, you would be top fit for this year because you took it on yourself to start calling people and to checking in on them and it's good to t- uh, under the hashtag it's good to talk GAA how did you come up with it and just tell us how it's been working so far
3: yeah and look if there was an honours list I'd definitely probably the most honoured man because it was an honour to what I it was an honour to do what I did and uh, like many things in life when, when COVID came um, you feel a little bit helpless or you feel a little bit inadequate because I would have friends um that will be at the front line of the health service and fighting the pandemic in hospitals and around. And you kind of go, what can I do? And actually, as 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 it happens, the idea and the initiative came to me. I got a tweet from a son of a man living in Wicklow, but was an out-and-out GA supporter, a Mayo man, that had lived in Wicklow for many years. And again, feeling isolated and... The son said to me, look, I'm chancing my arm, but would there be any chance you'd call my dad? And I got the message and I went, you know what, I'll act on this straight away. And I, I messaged him back. I said, send me your dad's number. I'll talk to him. And I, I rang a man called Tom who, who was a stranger to me. I'd never heard or talked to him before in my life. And it was the start, I think it was the 2nd of April. And from that, I had a personal conversation with a man. And again, yes, the, the pretense and the context and the conduit was GE and sport. But it turned out to be much more than that, and we talked about life, and talked about life's, I suppose, challenges that Tom had, had faced along the way. He lost his, his his good wife a number of years previous, and again, that was a, that was a hard challenge to him in life. But again, from us two strangers talking, we clicked, and I got such a sense of you know what, that was lovely, and it was a lovely thing to experience um, for me, and and. I said to myself, I can do more of this. So I put out a message and I said, look, if you have someone that's isolating and someone that was cocooning or elderly and felt that they might need a or benefit from a phone call, um, that I'd call them. And from that, from that one message to me, it has transpired and I suppose spread uh, across the last eight months, nine months that I have been helping to make phone calls because um, it, a lot of people have, have come on board and, there's, there was there was so I had some and I, I look at it, I'm forty six years of age and I can tell you I had some of the best moments and conversations with human beings, men and women across the country, uh, in the last eight months. And some of them I think my 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 uh my longest was an hour and fifty two minutes Great. to a man. And and as he said to me again, um, Jesus we haven't we haven't talked a lot at ga or sport I said that wasn't that's not the important part we talked and we talked about life and he, his life and 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 his journey in life and you don't find time passing when you're listening to someone and for me that was the important part it's very important to listen and uh yeah i've called people all across the world uh i've from no one from russia or moscow but um i have transcended i suppose across the united states um singapore thailand uh uk um all across Ireland every county in Ireland not just Mayo people not just um not just people that you know in rural Ireland but Dublin Limerick Galway Cork uh Belfast and it's it's um it's 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 taught me a lesson too that um to give a little bit of your time and to listen and that's that's the most important thing is to listen and I think when you have a stranger calling you up and yes I would premised the phone call by who i am and played for me all for 14 years and um yeah it it it's it's it, it, it was my honor it was my honor and it, we're still doing it and thankfully um i have got some uh, great people on board and just let me tell you this and um you said you were at congress right yeah and again uh, we in 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 ireland we have the the president of the ga which is a a cyclical, a representative um, position for four years that the lead and they figure up the figurehead of the GEA. Um, Larry McCarthy, I would have, would have been um, appointed uh, the incoming president. So in the next few months, Larry will take, take over and he was the new president elected at that Congress you're at.
2: Yeah.
3: Five weeks ago, I started a new round of phone calls um, during COVID. And Larry McCarthy, a man I never met, but I would know him and, and respect him and for what he's going to represent in the next few years, he contacted me and says, David, Larry McCarthy here, future president, uh, incoming president of the GAA, I'd like to help and make some phone calls. And Larry has made phone calls um, for the last couple number of weeks to people all across the country. And that, for me, shows leadership as well. Um, and it's probably the first time I'm, 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 I'm saying it, that Larry has been outstanding in what he's done and the way he stepped up as, and led um, the phone calls as well. And look at... To get a, a phone call from the incoming president of the GEA, which is the, the, the ultimate position um, within our organization, is brilliant. And uh, he's done a lot of good for, for people. And one call, it's like everything else in life. It's not just because I played sport, but a neighbor or a stranger or someone you might have a, an acquaintance for. That It means so much for them people to get that, that phone call.
2: How important is it, uh, David? Because, I mean, I, I say this on the, on the show. When, when we, we were kind of, we had to, because of the very serious lockdown that came in Moscow back in March, and at the very end of the final broadcast, before we went, we went off the air uh, properly, but then we went to the, uh, sort of a 2.0 version, um, where we were recording, like, you know, pre-recording pieces in. Um, but the, the funny thing I said was, like, you know, that, at this time, we need each other. We need to, like, you know, pick up, pick up the phone and call someone that you haven't, that you you've thought about calling. Like, go, scroll down your WhatsApp, list, see someone that you you know you hadn't been in contact with for a while and drop them a line. How important is it just to reach out at this time, um, and even to kind of, in some cases, make a bit of peace as well? You know what? And you've 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 summed it up
3: perfectly, and and and. And how important it is just to make that call, and it it's it, it might be just as you say, making some peace as well, and saying you know what we 've kind of we 've kind of uh, become distant over the years or we haven 't talked and do you, you know what um that person that person um starts with you you'll feel you 'll feel a better person for it, no matter what and the, the, there is there is that the what people say an ounce of kindness can spread and transcend across um a number of people on that one act, and it's it's like everything else. I'm 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 not privy to your overall, you know, from from a Capital FM point of view. But you know, if if one person is getting company out of you, never mind hundreds or thousands. If one person can feel that they're being they're listening to human interaction, human conversation, and you can strike that chord, and it's the same it's the same with a telephone conversation or a call that uh, people are lonely and. Uh, it it does it does help them in a lot of ways, to uh, and I found I found look at I, sometimes I talk too much, but I found it, I found a very good um a lesson is just to listen. We have we have uh, we have two ears and one mouth, and I think if we can listen to people twice as much as we as we um, as we as we talk, um, that that is that is very beneficial. And and look at and I, what I found, and I summarise it in this that. The people that I have talked to are people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 95 years of age was the oldest man I talked to. And they talked to me about life lessons, about hard knocks, whether it was personal uh, or, uh, you know, a lot of times it was losing someone. Maybe it was a son or a daughter or a wife or a husband, um, but they got back up from it. And... uh, they, they, they didn't let it, they didn't let it um, be a, a constant burden, but they, they let it be a, a, an example and a lesson in life to say life has to go on at some stage and it'll only go on with people, communities and friends around you. And I, I, I think it was a very important... Um, I got as much out of these phone calls, let me tell you, and these conversations and then, then the people themselves, every conversation I've had. And I am I'm, I'm not exaggerating to a one have been you know what, that was lovely. I come off and I feel I feel exhilarated. I feel um, I, I feel it benefits me and it is it is a dual purpose as well and I'm going every call I have is better and there was one call there like if we were looking at the greatest GEA player um in Ireland the greatest sports star and it is these are sports stars. One would yeah. be Peter Canavan. Peter made a call to a man. So in Ireland we kind of have different in different uh, we have different phone calls and telephone numbers, and Peter's in the north of Ireland, in, in Tyrone, and he called a man in the south, but the, the number came up. as a, He said that was a forward number. He thought it was somewhere like Azerbaijan or something. So he didn't answer it, and it was Peter Canavan calling. So Peter rang again and left a message, <laughs> and, the man, and the man thought it was someone taking the mick. There's no way Peter Canavan is calling me. And then on the third attempt, Peter got to talk to your man, and you know what? It, it, it just, you know, Peter made three attempts and for that man to talk to one of the greatest greatest footballers of, of in the history of GEA but Peter took the time out to talk to him I think it was, uh, it was a lovely thing to do
2: David Brady thank you so much for your time this evening um, I would be honoured if you come on again in a couple of weeks before we go out to Christmas because um, uh, you're an inspiration and uh, thank you very much for what you do for not just people in Ireland but people around the world and for, for being a leader, thank you
3: and an absolute pleasure and look at look at, fair play to you and look after yourself and uh, continue what you, what you do and enjoy it
2: as much as, um, as much as your listeners. Thank you very very much Thank you David Brady you. That was David Brady, the uh, Mayo legend and of course a, a, a living legend in every sense. We're going to go to the break right now with a very appropriate song This is Alesso and Tovlo and Heroes. Back with Stuart Gilhoolie and Alexander Zotov after this
1: Capital Sports with Alan Moore, we go hide away in daylight. We go undercover, wait out the sun. Got a secret side and plain sight. Where the streets are empty, that's where we run.
0: 5 Пять лет. В честь праздника мы запустили акцию Day 5 Тай5. Get me five. Хочешь получить беспроводные наушники, планшет, умные часы или даже крутой смартфон? Нет, уже 12. Все просто. Подпишись на Instagram Capital FM. Лайкни пост с анонсом главного приза недели и отметь под ним пятерых друзей. Поздравляем, ты стал участником розыгрыша. Далее лови подсказки в эфире и получи шанс выиграть один из главных призов. Не получилось? Не расстраивайся, есть еще куча поощрительных каждый день. Первые победители уже получили призы.
2: Music
4: sounds better with Capital FM Moscow.
5: Capital FM,
0: loves you. Yes! Слушай Capital внимательно, выполняй условия и выигрывай. Подробности акции на сайте capitalfm.moscow и в наших соцсетях. Не является публичной офертой. The English
1: speaking station in Moscow. Capital. Capital FM. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
2: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Capital Sports here on Moscow's Capital FM. We will have a little bit of a check on that score, course, in the Arsenal game. Uh, right now, it nil nil after five minutes. Okay, folks, we're going to go straight away to the phone, uh, starting off in Ireland with uh, a friend of the show. He's been on to us a few times before, but a couple of times the, the, the audio has not been great, but tonight it is going to be awesome, okay? So, uh, delighted to welcome back onto the show Stuart Gilhuly of the PFAI. Stuart, how are you doing? At the moment, over in Dublin,
5: uh, it's, um, we're good. Certainly, um, and I think it's—I um, uh, think it's, um, that uh, I think we're delighted the season's been successfully concluded effectively. I mean, we've only got the, the one match to go after tonight's game, um, and uh, you know, I think from a point way back uh, in say mid-June or July, it, it looked like there's a very good chance he wouldn't even get the season finished to successfully conclude it was a really big bonus for all of us
2: I think I mean, there w- I mean, I know that there was, you know, there was so much going on in the Football Association of Ireland, the FAI, uh, upheavals left, right and center. Now, we're not going to cover that here because let's, let's talk about that closer to Christmas, uh, when we're talking about Christmas books, for example. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it was an awful hard time, f- not just for the football community in Ireland, but especially for the League of Ireland, which was called the problem child, um, which I think, you know, was for me just still annoys me when I hear that. Um, how good was it for for your members to actually get back playing?
5: It was great. As I said, I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty certain that if you know if the old regime had been in place, I don't think it would have happened.
2: Are you serious? Um, t- they they, they would have yeah, scrapped I, the league?
5: I think there's a good chance it would have happened. Look, who knows? You can never say for sure. But what I can tell you is that the, uh, the, the new regime moved heaven and earth to get it done. I mean, I, I really do have to give them great credit for what they did. Um, they uh, they put a lot of effort into getting the funds together because, you know, this simply would not have been able to happen if they hadn't got the funds to, to back the clubs. Because, you know, the, the, we were faced a very difficult situation where players had contracts. Contracts had to be paid no matter what, whether the games were played or not. And really the only way that, that any kind of funds were going to be obtainable was if, they were got from government, or they were got from uh, from UEFA. Now, no, no one knows exactly for sure exactly where the money came from, but I think most of it did come from government. But that is down to the FBI uh, working very hard to, to make that happen and bringing the clubs with them. Because you know, again, you know, at the start of the summer, there might have been some clubs who, who, you know, who mightn't have been overly enthusiastic about the, the season um, uh, refinishing, and other clubs who were very keen to get it done. But at the end, I think everybody came together and they realised it, it was important for the sake of the league and. The brand really that the, the league did finish uh, at one stage you know we were the only club or the only league in Europe that didn't even have a start but eventually um, we got it finished and you know with you know with relatively relatively little difficulties you know in terms of COVID cases we, we, well, we were the lower in in Europe in terms of disruptions so we were quite lucky in that sense
2: Listen, we're going to like in in a few minutes. uh, We're going to go to Alexander Zotto, who's waiting uh, to have a chat with us as well. Because um, in the League of Ireland, okay, let's put it this way: Um, Can you describe for our listeners who some of them who are football fans and they would do their bets on League of Ireland clubs, but they wouldn't be quite aware of the situation in the League of Ireland? How come? uh, Just tell us how many clubs in the in the league? How many of them are actually professional? And how on earth did you keep the COVID cases so low?
5: Yeah, well, we've yeah. I mean, there's, there's, ten, there's ten clubs in the Premier Division. Um, there's another nine in the in the um, then in the in the, in the, other, in the other division, um, Division One. So, um, of those, how many would you call professional? Um, I suppose the majority of clubs in the Premier Division are are largely professional. Uh, there are some amateur players in the Premier Division, but the majority of the clubs in the Premier Division will be professional. Uh, Bike, we kept it so so low. I think largely just by very good um, systems. Uh, I I think there was an element of luck probably as well, but um I think that uh, I, I think you know the the players were careful, the clubs were careful, and there was less than ten cases over the course of the whole uh, the whole campaign. Which you know when you when you look at, at you know some of the other leagues around the world, that's really quite low. I so mean,
2: uh, I just yeah. I just gonna say because looking at like you know the NFL in America, the National Football League. And every single week, there's lads sick uh, put on the reserve list for COVID and so on and so forth. Um, did you did you do anything different than the other leagues? Even for example, the Premier League in England.
5: I don't think those are specifically different. Done. I think a lot of the, the, the same protocols were, were followed. And you know, actually, the Premier League has had actually quite low numbers as well. Um, I, I think I think what enough actually you just have to bear in mind is that Ireland's cases have really been quite low overall. You know, except for, for that period, maybe in the middle of October when things got a bit hairy. You know, we, we didn't have a lot of cases. And that probably was the only time that we actually saw disruptions was during that time when there was maybe a thousand cases a day or so. But, uh, you know, I mean, Ireland, you know, hasn't, you know, at the start of the league in August and September, the numbers were quite low anyway. So, you know, um, I don't think there's any specific things that were, you know, that different anywhere else. But um, I think, you know, I do think credit has to be given to the players and and the, and the clubs. For ensuring that the bubbles are maintained and that you know players didn't mix in, um, in in company outside of that.
2: Okay, uh, I mean, again, I mean, I, I of course as a as a Dundalk fan, as you know well, uh, I was following what they were doing, and it was amazing that uh, they were so disciplined. Um, before, final little uh, question I wanted to to ask you. Um, we were speaking with David Brady earlier on um, about it's good to talk in the GAA, but. A real standout, a League of Ireland legend, a legend of a person, um, Conan Byrne. Um, start off is good to talk League of Ireland. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well, and how successful it's been?
5: Yeah, I mean it really was. I mean Conan, uh, Conan deserves great credit for it because it was Conan's. It was Conan's idea. Um, I know that he got he got Stephen McGuinness from from our organisation involved, and uh, Stephen spent a couple of hours. Um, on, on, a, on a chat, although if you, if you know Stephen, you'd know that you could spend another two hours chatting away. Uh, <laughs> problem, but um, you know, there was the Conan got a, an awful lot of people who really were struggling, uh, and, and there was a huge amount of help, I think, from guys who gave up a huge amount of their time. You know, I mean, these are fellows who are giving up their you know, their evening or uh, to, to chat to people that they maybe never met before, or never talked to, but
2: I think they were delighted. Uh, we've just, Stuart, we've lost you there for a second. Uh, you just your sound went down Can, okay, so We, uh, Stuart just left. Uh, we're going to Alexander Zott. Of, uh, I, I think we'll try to get Alexander and Stuart back now in a moment because the call just dropped. Every so often we get these uh, things happening to us, but we'll get them both back on the line, of course. Um, right, and they are back Hello? in. Stuart, okay, you were just saying about uh, about Stephen McGuinness. Uh, that was the last thing we heard yeah, from you.
5: Sorry, I must have I, I got cut off there. Yeah, so Stephen, yes, said there was plenty of other players as well. And, you know... Managers from the game who, who I think were there I, I was you know certainly twenty or thirty at least involved in it and it was it was really great for, for the players that were involved in it. So um, as for the for a lot of people who were really quite lonely over that period. So I think Conan deserves huge credit for what he did.
2: Okay, that is great. And this we're going to bring in, so you're going to stay with us because um, uh, we're going to bring in Alexander Zotov. Alexander, um, I know that, uh, and we've discussed this course on Capital Sports 2.0 during the lockdown, that uh, here in Russia, there was a huge amount of effort being put in by the footballers and the footballers union here uh, in uh, raising funds and making deliveries of medicines and uh, food and basically contacting people as well, especially what we would call veterans of football and sport, correct?
4: Yeah, that's right. Hi.
2: Yeah, go ahead, mm-hmm. yeah, Alexander. We hear you loud and clear. Could you just tell us about just some of the things that happened? Because some people will be hearing this for the first time in in Russia, unfortunately.
4: Um, well. Basically, uh, we had a group of players from uh, Russian Premier League that organized the uh, delivery service of groceries and other stuff to to veterans of sport throughout the country in different cities. We've made a database of uh, of uh, veteran football players and and their families, and unfortunately of the families of those veterans that have passed away already. And we, you know. Once in 10 days, we uh, delivered special packages for them containing different groceries that could be uh, important for them. So, you know, just like that, I mean, it's nothing to to hear about, actually, because uh, we didn't make any big fuss about it. We just organized. It was a great system
2: how it worked, though. Yeah, um, Alexander we, we, I'm just so, so Stuart can hear as well on this because we, of course you were listening to us when we were te- speaking about how successful the League of Ireland and Irish football uh, and Irish sports even, in general uh, in terms I even, of COVID I even, think, I even think I'm the one who cut out the Stuart during Oh the you game. cut him okay so it's it's your fault <laughs> Stuart Alexander I was playing with buttons you know, and <laughs> Stuart, I know, what happened i started tell you, he's normally before the quiz in the next section. That's what it is. So it's like, you know, these dirty, dirty, underhanded tricks. <laughs> um, Alexander, can you, can you tell us just how have uh, the COVID protocols been here? Because, of course, we had the big scandal that we discussed, um, a while ago, of course, at the end of last year when Sochi refused to play, uh, again, or to, to postpone a game with Rostov. And, of course, they hammered Rostov. Um, how has it been for this season so far?
4: Well, I mean, uh, overall, we had uh, almost, we, we, we've played almost all the games, you know, it, it changed, it, it, the, the system changed a bit, uh, if, if the team cannot uh, go play on a, in, a, in a specific game, uh, they receive a, a loss of 0 nothing uh, of 3-0, uh, um and uh, basically we we almost survived without any uh, games uh, being uh, cancelled so i mean the discipline being i would say like on on a scale of of 1 to 10 it would have been i would say 7 among the players uh, the staff and other people, I would I would rate it at at six, I think. But overall, it was considering the geography of the country and the, and the complexity of all the traveling and and everything. So, I would say it was quite okay. And we also, like in Ireland, we've managed we're managing still to play and to continue the the previous championship and to to finish it and to start the new one. So, uh, I would say it's it's going good. We have a uh, a special. Uh, how you call it? Uh, emergency team that that monitors what 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 is happening. You know, it consists of the uh, federation and the leagues and the union representatives. So we are in constant contact about what is happening in different teams and how it's handled. Although there are some. Cases when we have in lower leagues when when uh, we know that the management tried to hide the tests, uh, the results of the tests, the positive results, and and uh, because they didn't want to for the game to be cancelled and for them to be awarded a loss. But uh, this is like an exception in 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 overall normality you know if 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 the current situation can be called normal
2: okay of that is very true <laughs> um, it's already exactly <laughs> look like, uh, I, uh, just we have got go a couple of minutes left in this segment um so i just want to ask you I'll start with you alexander, and alexander go back to Stuart. um alexander in in europe uh russian clubs are not doing great at the moment uh, still no wins so far in europe this year um I asked our boys earlier on, "Is it covered related?" They said, "No, it's just kind of there's something wrong, there's something going on." Do you think it is covered related um, that they're not performing as well as they should in Europe, or maybe it's just that you know there, there's, there, there's some a, a lack of quality maybe in in the clubs.
4: Well, you know the the thing that happened lately uh, in the recent years that. Uh, The clubs are less uh, Well funded I would say Because you know Russian clubs are not about Making money or doing commercial Projects they're more about you know Getting the budgets uh, uh, from from local government because they usually belong to the local governments, uh, so regional governments. So um, the thing is that uh, with with less cash, I think they got less quality players from abroad, and they're not. They're only now building their good scouting uh, departments that would seek out good good local players and also work mainly maybe better in Europe because the, the main argument before was was only money you know if, when they wanted to get a good player yeah. russia was always paying like uh, like the emirates or saudis but uh, because because it was considered that if you go to russia you have to double pay to the player okay. so now they have to live in new reality with less money and i think they got l- less quality maybe uh, teams now, so that's that's why they're losing a lot, I think that shows the, the, the level of the team, the current level of the Russian Championship also
2: Okay, um, thanks Alexander and Stuart, before we go out to the break um, uh, Dundalk of course qualifying for the uh, Europa League again, I mean it's, it's great for them, I mean I'm, I'm thrilled with it um, do you think that you know Irish clubs will build on this and this money will start to flow uh, within the Irish game
5: well, you'd certainly hope so. I mean, if, if you look at, at Dundalk, obviously, and what they've achieved this season, and we know that, you know, they clearly haven't been the best in, our, in Ireland this year. So you're, you're looking at, at, at next year, Rovers, a team that probably are, are, are well, we know are, have been easily the best t- team in the country this year. And you would think they'll, they'll go for strength to strength. So you, you'd certainly hope that Rovers would give Europe a good go next year. They learn from what's happened with Dundalk. Dundalk, of course, will learn from this experience. They'll hopefully strengthen as well. So you'd be hopeful that uh, certainly those two uh, will do well again in Europe. And of course, then you, you've got Bohemians who um, will be looking to to uh, to make some progress. And um, they'll they'll need to sign players. Of course, they'll need to strengthen their squad. And they, they, you know they always found that difficult. But both have always found you know a remarkable ability to uh, to 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 find players from nowhere and to uh, and to get results that you know probably are a little bit beyond what their resources are.
2: Okay. Listen, guys, thank you so, so much for that. I know you were going to be staying with us for the quiz. So we're going to come back in just a minute or actually in about four minutes. Um, we're going to go out right now to the break. I hope everyone's at home is enjoying this because, uh, you're going to enjoy this song. It's going to build the mood for the big fat filthy quiz. This is Lighthouse family and lifted back after this.
1: Capital sports with Alan Moore.
6: We love to be alone without all the ache and pain and the April showers. But it ain't long before I long for you like a ray of hope coming through the blue. moon. When it all gets dark and then the whole thing falls apart, I guess. It doesn't really matter about the rain, because we'll get through it anyway. We'll get up and start again, cause we could be living, living, living. the cloud. But everything is understandable. You don't have to say anything to laugh. When our luck runs out again, we walk back down to solid ground. I wouldn't say I'm mad about the rain, but we'll get through it anyway. We'll get back to the
2: Welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the final part of our show for this evening and just to came back on air after 27 minutes in the game it is Wolves 1 Arsenal 0 so uh, yeah it, it, that's going to be an interesting one for us so um, right I'm going to start off right away because we have uh, we have time for this quiz and I know we're going to enjoy it so I'm going to do a roll call in order of your participation Andrew Flint can you hear me loud and clear? Andrew Flint, are you there? I certainly am. Okay. Easel Cody, our Legal Eagle, are you there? Loving to see Arsenal lose. (laughs) What a Spurs fan. Uh, Double N, you're with us? Uh, Yep, yep. Okay, that is good. Uh, Stuart Gilhooley, you're there loud and clear with us? I am. Okay, so we have a double up on the Irish uh, contingent today. Alexander Zotov you're still there with us
4: I'm here oh, <laughs> you sound I'm, follow, I'm following the games in the, in the NFL ones <laughs> I'm not <laughs> watching us I'm watching New York Giants lose that's well I, I mean that, yeah, I hope they lose today to
2: Colts so well that's that's normal for the New York Giants I mean they're as bad as the Jets almost um, right and finally our man who needs a pat on the back Andy Mack you're there with us Present, sir. Very good. Good man yourself. Right. Uh, Three rounds. One question for each of you. The first one, of course, will be NFL, Super Bowl, Quarterbacks, okay? Winning quarterbacks, okay? The second one, of course, will be a missing word. Uh, and the third will be League of Ireland Premier League. That, of course, uh, started in its current form since 1985. So, a bit of a, a doff of a hat to League of Ireland today. So, just make sure everyone has a bit of uh, a chance. So, starting off with uh, Andrew Flint. Andrew Flint, I want the family name of this uh, quarterback, okay? So, I'll be giving you two points of this one. So, is mm-hmm. Eli, Eli. He's, Manning. Good man yourself. Two points for you. How he know that? <laughs> he's, 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 he's a fan. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, I don't want to play. He knows everything. <laughs> no, hold on. Hold on. There's some words coming up. Right. uh is listening you up for you. Brett. Brett. You're asking who? Uh, that's Isild Cody. Isild, come on. You there? Isild? Isild, I think has sorry. been... I'm sorry. I had my mute on. Right. Uh, Brett very good. I was almost going to give you no points, but I, I'll give you a chance. Okay, Double N Joe. There's two Joes. I'll give you either one of them.
4: Don't take mine, please. <laughs> Double N. I have no clue. What? Jones. Let's say.
2: No, I I would have given you Thysman or Montana. Thysman or Montana. Okay, uh, Stuart, This is for you. There's two. There's two uh, with this name or two Jims. So give me one of them, Jim. Oh, um, God. Um, one of, one of them is very Irish. You should know this one. Very famous. Oh, oh God. Um, no, no. I, I'm not getting it. Sorry. There's two of them. There's Plunkett and Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. And there's Jim
4: McMillan, Jim I
2: think. Or Jim... Uh,
4: Chicago
2: Bears. Yes, yes. Uh, McMahon. Exactly, exactly.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. Oh, well, Alexander, it's your turn now. So, Terry. Terry. Bradshaw. Right, Very good. Two points for you. Andy Mack, finally for you. Peyton. Peyton. Uh, Manning. Very good. Okay, right. So, missing word round, uh, Andrew. So, uh, silence from everyone. We just want to hear how Andrew's going to do with this one. So... Uh, four points for a correct two points for something interesting so uh, this is from uh, the BBC website uh, earlier on today Klopp calls Wilder what in spiky interview <laughs>
3: um, oh god a cheat
2: no, I'll give you two points, for no, it's selfish, selfish, selfish. Andy ah, Mack so actually selfish. said that earlier on as well, but it's okay, you're keeping up, you're on you four points now. Right, Eselt, Dortmund, okay, Borussia Dortmund, see Haaland staying for what? Dortmund, see Haaland, Haaland staying for what?
4: Season?
2: No, that's not even funny, Isolt. I no. know.
4: I'm that's,
2: <laughs> just it's just me. <laughs> it's like a long time. A long time is the answer. I would you
4: want to see that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isolt, come on! You're the one who wants to win every time. And oh my goodness! Okay, right. Double N. <laughs> <clears throat> Double N. This is for you. Okay. This is a spooky one for you. The Formula One champion crowned. What? It's a spooky one. its uh, I'll give you a hint. It's Jochen Rindt from 1970. It's a story about him. The Formula One champion crowned what? Crowned
4: champion
5: again? I don't
2: know. No, I'm going to give you a point. I'm going to give you a point, but it's from beyond the grave because he crashed, died, um, and, of course, uh, he still had enough points to win at the end of the season, so he's awarded posthumously. Posthumously. Okay. Uh, Stuart uh, So you've got to get off the market for this one Stuart So this is, a, this is a Maradona one World Cup referee What to help Maradona score against England World Cup referee What to help Maradona score against England Um oof. Um I
5: Switched off <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going to give you two for that because I like that. No, it was I'm proud, fine. proud, proud. And I know, I know, uh, Alexander, you met Maradona. You have a picture with him as well from the... From I had la- a
4: dinner with him, a
2: dinner, wi- dinner with him, okay. I yeah,
4: sang a song with him.
2: You sa- <laughs> right, we'll just park that there. We'll- <laughs> Come back next week and tell us the full story on that. So, uh, Alexander, this is one that is going to make um, uh, Andy Mack cry into his bib. Uh it's about the Celtic manager, Lennon. Lennon faces what if form stays as is? Lennon faces what if form stays as is? It's from What's the ESO. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, uh, I'll give you a point. I'll give you a point for it, but it actually is severe questions. Severe questions. Uh, well, I- I'm
4: just... I told you I'm watching Giants. Did you just score Giants against Bengals? The Bengals, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just mixed everything. I got confused.
2: It's okay. And the Bengals, of course, is Isil's uh, team because um, she likes punishment as much as Andy Mack. 13-10 <laughs> up against the Bengals. Um, okay, Andy, you for you. Tyson versus Jones Jr. A real boxing match or what? I'd be very careful with this. You need me to finish the last word there, (laughs) or last words, yeah?
4: Or the bucket list?
2: (laughs) Um,
1: Sorry, can you read it
2: again? (laughs) Okay, Tyson versus Jones Jr. A real boxing match or what? Sloth fest. (laughs) Sloth fest. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to give you two because they you're like
4: to get over the ropes actually
2: yeah, you know, but... yeah exactly <laughs> I mean if you know if they can still box that age uh, I'm coming up close in that age so it's well done to them. no it's just entertainment just entertainment okay now this is where uh, I, I, I think it's five points for this one this is where I think that uh, Stuart is going to uh, win the whole uh, thing hope so hope so I'm going to be very embarrassed. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to be sending this to Stephen. (laughs) Stephen I'm I'm worried now. This can only go wrong. (laughs) You like your question, by the way. So, um, all right. So, who is the uh, most successful club in the Premier League since 1985? Andrew Flint. They've won eight times. Is it Dundalk or Shamrock Rovers? I'm going to go for Shamrock Rovers. You should have gone for Dundalk because they have won it more times than Summer Grovers there you go in the current format okay uh, alright you're still on four points Andrew so uh, you're you're kind of you're, you're tied with Andy Mack I mean that's I'm hanging
5: that, in there like a sloth
2: yeah <laughs> hanging in there like Andy Mack tied like Andy Mack those things just don't, I don't know right um, how many clubs uh, East this is for you how many clubs have won the Premier Division is it nine or seven nine or seven I'm with nine. And you went correctly. You just jumped out into the lead. Well done. So you're going to be on seven points. Uh, Okay. Uh, Double N. Stephen Kenny. Okay. He's won five titles. Okay. It is the same as, is it Brian Kerr or Pat Fenlon? I think it's Brian Kerr. Oh, no. You thought wrong. It's Pat Fenlon, actually At Fenland. Okay. Right. Uh, Okay. So, Stuart, uh, now (laughs) now it's down to you. Okay. Um, So, Sliga Rovers boss, of course, Liam Buckley. Uh, They lost, of course, against Shamrock Rovers. He played for Racing Santander. On his debut, okay, in the Premier Liga did he play against Maradona or Gary Lineker?
5: Oh, (laughs) God. That's not a League of Ireland question. Hey, come on. That's <laughs> not a League of question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, I am going to go with Gary Linnaker. Yes,
2: well done. You went well. He was actually making his debut alongside Mark Hughes. Well done. So you are top on seven points as well. Okay. Uh, Alexander Zotov. They, oh, this, uh, <laughs> this, this was not set up, by the way. St. Patrick's Athletic once knocked out which Russian side... From Europe, was it Rotter Volgograd or Kriliev Samara? Rotor. You said it again. I didn't hear you. I think no, it was Kriliev Savitov. Samara. But don't for the game. <laughs> you could have actually there was, I remember before the game there was about 12 Pats fans and they were introduced to the crowd along with the players so there you go that's how interesting it was uh, Jan Coller was playing of course for uh, Samara at that time okay Andy Mac, you can win it you can win it with a right answer okay so in what year did the League of Ireland become a summer season was it 2000 or 2003 um
6: I've been after, I'm going to go 2003.
2: Ah, well done, well done, Andy Mack. You nailed it, right? Well, the results are in. Andy Mack, you are champion this week, uh, returning after a long while away uh, from the winners' table. Stuart and Esold are joint second. Andrew Flint, you did it. You were an incredible fourth. Uh, Alexander Zotov, we will ask you back because you finished on three points And Double N. You did well, but they weren't your questions, and you finished on a point. So, folks, thank you very, very much. Did you get it? Uh, no, we'll leave you for another week. Don't worry, we'll leave you for another week. So, congratulations. Um, Esel, thank you very, very much. Alexander, thank you very much. Stuart, thank you very, very much. Andy Mack and Andrew Flynn, thank you very, much. And Double N, thank you too. Cheers. Okay. So,
5: Thanks.
2: Thank, Cheers. You. thank you. Thank you. Boss. Thank you. Okay, folks. Uh, that is it for tonight. Um, as we mentioned earlier on, that game is continuing on. It is now 1-1 between Arsenal and Wolves. So, uh, that's probably why Isol just, well, she was a little bit sad when she hung up. I'm joking, of course. Okay, folks. Um, thank you for bearing with us tonight. It was a tough one, but it's tougher out there on the streets. Folks, uh, remember masks, remember taking care of yourselves, no unnecessary journeys. And as David Brady said earlier on, Make that phone call, reach out to people, send a message, stay in touch, okay? I know we're all listening to it right now thinking, ah, yeah, whatever. It could mean an awful lot to somebody, okay? Especially an introvert like myself. So, I'm going to go out uh, right now because we've had another terrific show. Thank you again to our super technicians, Alexander Dimitri, to our boss, Sasha, who makes sure that we got on air this evening. Um, going to go out with the script featuring "Will I Am," a very Irish theme to end off the show, and this is Hall of Fame. So, until next week... I'm Alan Moore saying take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll talk to you next Sunday.
1: Capital Sports with Alan Moore. You can run the mile, you can walk straight through hell with a smile